0: Hey, hey, my name is Kirsten Galfan and I'm so glad you're here. We'll be chatting and getting pumped up about how to make your life better and healthier and sometimes easier and more fun too, right? I get to coach and train people like you almost every day and we bring the fun accountability and results to where you're at right now. We'll be here weekly with a fun and crazy mix of inspiration and application, incredible guests and your quick Friday victory lap. You are here at the Making Changes You Love to Live with podcast. I hope you enjoy this part two, this follow-up episode of, you know, talking about emails, communication, things like that with Cynthia. It feels like saying this is about emails is way too small because it really does affect your work, your pace everything uh, when you kind of take a step back and learn from great coaches and teachers like Cynthia here and you know embrace and try something new if we want something different I know I want uh, better communication in general always that's something that I strive for I think it's such a important piece of interacting with people, and then also with email and electronic in different computer-based or technology-based forms of communication. It's something that I want to be efficient and effective at and have simple systems around that I feel good about. So I'm really thankful for Cynthia here in this episode and enjoy and let me know what you think. All right. I'm getting all excited for our follow-up episode. Woo Hey, Cynthia. It's great to Thank have
1: you. you. Thanks I, for having me back.
0: You're welcome. Um, And it's so, I feel so lucky because this is the second time I've got to see you today. Once in the morning for a workout and then once now. So it's great. Yeah, you it.
1: got a heart rate up this morning. Jeez. <laughs>
0: I mean, I was going to tell you before I started recording, but I'm like, maybe I'll change my mood, but I feel like peaceful, relaxed, a little more chill than normal, but who knows? Email might get me going. We'll see. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I listened, well, this is hilarious. So I listened to our first episode on email, me asking questions. I didn't want to repeat the same thing. So I just listened to
1: it today. On 2.0 speed, two times the speed. That's my favorite hack. That is my life hack for learning new things and saving time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So,
0: anyway, it's fresh on my mind and very chipmunk speed for both of our (laughs) speech. So, I'm ready. Um, I love to talk. You know how when you learn something and then enough time goes by? you took some action and then i'm always curious of what sticks with people and myself so do you want to hear what has
1: stuck with me absolutely let's start with that
0: okay so one of the things and this isn't in rain court or anything it's just the way my brain works here and there and everywhere um basically one of the things i guess was really cool that you said just give yourself some time in seeing what comes in see what comes in and especially with my established email account now i have some additional questions on a new email account i have for for work but especially for the established one i thought in my head at first i was like okay fine i think i've i understand what comes in but no when i really like allowed myself the space and the time to notice what kind of things come in and what I want to do about that was like a really cool filter, especially paired with reminding myself as things come in that this is not a to-do list. Mm -hmm. So paired with those two things. And then I think as many coaches do you're really good at, you didn't like throw a bunch of shame on me about, I said, like, once I put it in folders, I know I'm not going to get to it. Right. So you said, great. It's good to know yourself or some rendition of that. And let's act accordingly with our system. So those were the main things. And then, of course, I got a really good, like, I don't know what kind of hit. I'm sure there's some science behind it of getting addicted to deleting these crazy subscriptions. And have you know that, um, okay, so we did our session together. And then I called in a favor from you to do a session to be, like, really specific with some quirky things that I needed help with.
1: Yes, that was my favorite session.
0: Yay, it was so fun. And we did that. And after the fact, because you had helped me, because I was like, oh my goodness, I had someone put all these crazy um, filters on and I don't know what to do. So we deleted the filters and then it was so interesting, the emails that all of a sudden started popping up. So it fed my addiction of like, Ooh, I can unsubscribe now. Oh, I can unsubscribe. And so those are some things that, that stuck with me and, um, have been really helping me. So any comments on that whole list of
1: things, my takeaways? One thing that I will say, I'm glad you mentioned the unsubscribe. I had reached out to a friend who had listened to the podcast, the original podcast, and shared some feedback with me. And just yesterday I said, we're recording a follow-up, like tell me how things are going. And she said her favorite reminder was just that simple tip of monitoring your inbox and unsubscribing. Because I think sometimes we do forget, like I had said that first time, these companies, these um, retail stores, whatever it is that you're subscribed to, they will always welcome you back when you yeah. want to resubscribe. Yeah. So clear your inbox. And if you're trying to budget or if you're, if it's your work inbox and you're trying to really focus on your priority tasks that are coming in, remove that extra noise from your inbox because it distracts you. It, it will make you more productive when you don't have to sift through that. So I love hearing that. Um And the second thing that I really love hearing is just that reminder that when it comes to our email inbox, it isn't a one-size-fits-all process, and the best thing to do is know yourself. So if you know that by once you put something in a folder, you forget about it, have a system in place that it only goes into the folder if it's something that maybe you might need in the future, so you don't want to delete it, but again, you don't want it to distract you from the more recent items coming in. Then it belongs in that folder just for later.
0: Yeah. Yes. So good. And when you are saying that um, it's something that I work on myself and with clients and stuff too. Part of that is like, what is the kind of having an abundance mindset, at least for my Gmail, having abundance mindset for knowing that It's not the end of the world. Nothing terrible is going to happen if I delete something to have like trust in myself and know that, you know, things are going to go great and everything. And I can always reach out to that person and be like, could you please send that again? It's not the end of the world. And so having that abundance kind of mindset through this as well, rather than being always afraid of making a mistake. I always tell Addison, uh, because just the way she's wired, whenever she goes to sports, practices, games, things like that, one of my first things I say to her in my like list of three things when I'm giving her a hug as she's getting ready to go to practice or a game is go make mistakes. Go make mistakes. Because I see That little nine-year-old sometimes on the field being like, wanting to get it right so badly that it's costing her the, you know, gusto and the let's just go for it and have fun and be like, so I I don't even know how we got there, but let's just go for it and, and believe and trust in ourselves and believe that things are working out for us, not that we
1: have to be perfect. I think that's a really important message too, and it for whatever reason we're now in a space where email communication a lot of times feels like the number one way that we're interacting with others in different spaces, personal, professional, um, and I think a key piece just like we tell our our students or those who we're coaching that we want to revisit a practice and refine it going forward, we should handle this the same way. So try something for a few weeks, you always like to tell us, try it on for size (laughs) and then make changes. And I think, so if you're listening again and you, and maybe you revisit that original podcast and there is something that you want to try, one or two things you want to try, set a reminder on your phone in four weeks to take actually that five minutes to reflect on, is this working for me? Is it, do I feel like I'm saving time? Is my mind clearer? Am I less Anxious when I open up my inbox, seat. and that's going to tell you if that new workflow is really working for you. And then you're going to have kind of that anecdotal data from your own experiences that month, and you can revamp something like Cynthia ten years ago had way too many folders in her inbox, (laughs) and but it was working for you or not until it wasn't. It was working until it wasn't until you realized there's a search function and. These yeah. are really all part of this bigger umbrella. So let's just put it all in this bigger umbrella category and use the search function. But the thing that I've I noticed with folks or there are people out there that like everything in their inbox. Mm-hmm. And so even if it's something that they've taken action on, they, because they're afraid to get rid of it, they just keep it in their inbox. But what I found from personal experience is when things sit in there that don't belong, And then other stuff, if you've ever, I'm just thinking of, I've been guilty of this saying to someone, I'm sorry for the delay. It sunk to the bottom of my inbox. That was like when, when things would get busy at work and, you know, you have to scroll down to see things you forget. And so I think that's why it's important to take the stuff that you've already acted on out, whether you've delegated it, deleted it, or already acted upon it. And that way you really can always be focusing on what's most important at that time.
0: Yeah. So good. I love that. So, okay. So let's, let's start today with kind of big picture. And I want us all to think about right now our needs with email. And then I would love to kind of go into a little bit more deep dive into Gmail and now Outlook too, a little bit about kind of your favorite ways to use the tools um and and kind of get in the nitty gritty a little bit but let's start with specific goals um and i was just writing some notes before i was like okay what do i want you know it's the what do i want with this tool is i want to be effective and efficient. So that's one goal, effective and efficient. I like the feeling of a clean, organized inbox. And I always thought that was impossible for. So I'm going to bring a pitfall for that one right out the gate right now. So I was just coaching on this earlier today with, um, a lot of times, oftentimes in fitness, and let's apply this to emails, in fitness, you know, people either want six pack abs or bust, right? Somewhere we get this all or nothing kind of mentality going. And I have like emails, a perfect example is like, oh my gosh, if I can't get to zero inbox, then might as well not even do any progress, right? Right. Because it felt so far away, but I want to encourage us that, and I'll let you take the reins of how we want to go with this. Um, you know, with that goal of, so if if you can't have six pack abs, is it still worth it? Well, one, who knows if you can or not can't, unless you actually do the work and show up for the process, right? And then we have to look at kind of our doing things for this outcome. And usually people are after a feeling, right? They don't, okay, so why do why do you want six pack abs, right? So why do I want my clean, my inbox to be clean and organized? It's because I want to be effective and efficient and a great communicator and make a difference in my roles. Um So, so with this, let's, if we don't have to be perfect, let's look at our baseline of where we're at right now. Let's look at where we want to be going and be happy with like setting some process goals and getting excited about any progress and not like throwing in the towel, be like, okay, I can't be like that one Instagrammer that has a six pack app. So I might as well not even try to be healthy or strong or accomplished, or like, what is my real reason that would wake me up in the morning to show up for my workouts? It's not a six pack. I'm telling you, it's not good enough. You need a deeper why. So my why's, and also another thing you said the other day, um, well, I guess it was a bit ago now is using the right tool for communication. So I want to hear kind of best practices because I think you're a great communicator of, you know, when we should use the tool, when you would love for us to try using the tool of email versus maybe certain situations we need to like step back and get that awareness stage again. Okay, so let's not get into the all or nothing mindset. And let's start where we're at and where we're at is exactly where we need to be. Because then once you get going, like cluttering or decluttering is like this for me. Once you get going, you're like, oh, now I can do this space and now I can do this space. But if I thought that I had to do everything perfectly, um, then I could never begin. I feel like this is happening again, Cynthia, where I'm just giving speeches and meeting <laughs> therapy on this. So, okay, go teach us how we can start from where we're at right now. Big picture. And then from there, we can get in the weeds a little bit with specific features and tools.
1: Okay. So I'm going to kind of split this up personal and professional. I know we did that last time too. Um, so, the one comment I'm going to say for a personal inbox, because I had shared this in my um, social network space when we first did it, and I had friends say, you know, oh, I have 21,000 unread messages, or I have 18,000, or I have this many. The first thing, you really do have to start somewhere in the sense of, um, one, I do see value in unsubscribing. so. Filter out for just the past week and look and see all of the different types of businesses or retail or whatever types of newsletters you've subscribed to, you've gotten in the past week. Unsubscribe and it will take you may see them come in your inbox again for a few more days, but it truly does work when you unsubscribe that they do stop coming. Um, And then if you're using something like Gmail or even Outlook has this feature too, maybe you do want to just select all and archive it. Archiving is not deleting. It's putting it in a space that you can always go back to and search with a keyword if you wanted to find something important. Um, Or maybe it's that you're creating a folder or in Gmail, a label, and that label is titled archive and you're just taking everything in your inbox and moving it into that folder. And so you're, you're not deleting the quote, junk or clutter, you're just moving it. And Mm -hmm. maybe in a year, then you come back and delete it all. If you've never had to refer back to it, because some of you will find that to be true, you'll never even look for it again. Uh, But you you'll just have comfort in knowing that it's there. But then that allows you to have a starting point Mm -hmm. to delete things as they come in or read something and forward it on, or read something and respond. But the key is just make sure that if it's sitting in your inbox, it's something that you need to act on. Once you've acted on something, you just need to get it out of your inbox, even if you put it in a done folder. Keep it simple.
0: Yep. Okay. So act on it, put it in the folder, love it.
1: Okay. Um, so that's one. Yep. Next one. I think a second, and we talked about this a little last time, there are tools. So in Microsoft, they there is a to-do list, which is my absolute favorite. And I use Microsoft for work. So that's yeah, why I so love it. T-
0: tell me, because I've been a Mac girl for so many years, and now I have the Microsoft Office suite as well. So t- talk to me about that.
1: So with to-do, you can create Different types of to do lists. And what's neat about them are if you um, maybe you have someone that supports you, or you have a colleague that you work alongside, and what you do goes hand in hand, you can share this to do list with someone else and you can both um, work off of it, or it can just be your own list. So, what I tend to do is um, let's say, Kirsten, you sent me an email about a task that needs to be completed. I tend to put it on my I, I take it out of my inbox and I put it on my to-do list, my digital to-do list. Yes. And in this to-do list, you can add notes and attachments. So if you sent me this, maybe you sent me this file that you needed created into some type of visual. Yes. and It was your brainstorming document. I'll put that on my to-do list and I'll attach the file to it. Mm-hmm. And you can even be fancy and set date reminders and things like that. Um, but I have another strategy that works better for me for that. But so just focusing on the to-do list um, in itself, that's what I use for really my pending action items that don't have a hard deadline. They are my need to get to as soon as possible, but doesn't have necessarily a really, really hard deadline. Okay. I know.
0: Yeah. I've been doing both of those things a little better, not fancy yet. (laughs)
1: Paperworks paper so works too. I mean,
0: so I have been doing digitally and I do like that. I don't know why I didn't see this earlier, but it's, it's super simple. I'm sure it's like, so 1992, but just crossing it out digitally too is like so satisfying. So I have been doing the to-do list and that is really great. Cause then it actually can get the items out of your inbox. Mm-hmm. Um, If it does have a harder deadline or like a little bit bigger project, what I started to experiment with, and I don't know if I like it yet or not, so tell me what you think, is in um, Outlook, the calendar, I've been putting like basically as an appointment, a follow up with such and such company, because I know I have action on it. And I can go to the files
1: of that company easily. Yes, I. that's the exact approach that I take. So on my calendar, I use my calendar a few different ways when it comes to managing my personal action items. So for example, every Tuesday, there's a certain batch of reports that I run. Um, and I usually block my calendar for a 30 minute appointment. To run those reports. And I have it reoccurring every Tuesday. I, I did it this morning at 8 a.m. So it's my okay. reminder. Um, And I find that to be more practical than having it on a to do list because it could get lost in the list. And right. then you or, you create the are
0: scheduling. Yeah, when people are scheduling meetings with you, then all of a sudden, when do I do my action?
1: Exactly. Um, okay. And the, the other thing that I also do with that, and so, along with scheduling it in your calendar, mm-hmm. that also really to make that work well at the end of the day, it's always good to look back on that day because sometimes something, a priority may have come up. And while you had that 30 minutes blocked to do X task, mm-hmm. maybe something more important, pushed that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just click and drag that to the next day at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay, And that way it, once i move to Wednesday, for example, I don't always look back to Tuesday. So by moving it forward, it keeps it, it keeps it on my radar. Yeah, um, that's good. And I do the same thing with other reminders. So um, once a month, I like to send a check-in email to a group of folks that I support and I have it on my calendar as a all day event. And that way, I just do it when, when I have the time that day, cause it's a brief email, but I just have it as an all day event reoccurring that way. I don't have to remember, oh, it's the end of the month. I want to send my check-in message. Mm-hmm. It's every fourth Friday on my calendar to remind me. So automating some of those reminders for yourself really helps too. I know that's not so much email, but it goes under that bigger picture of how can I be a a timely communicator, a good communicator, organized, impactful—like all of these things together—kind of make you that person.
0: Exactly. No, I think that's super helpful because it's like using a hammer to screw
1: in a screw is not going to be the most effective way. <laughs> and um, that reminded me of one other difference between the the actual to do list versus using the calendar let's say you and I are meeting, let's say it's for work and we're meeting about something and you'll say to me, that should be ready by next Friday. Well, what I'll do before we get off our call, or right when we're done, I'll go to next Friday on my calendar and write, check in with Kirsten regarding X. Mm -hmm. And that way I, that helps me really stay on top of following up. Um, That's really important to me is following through. So making a commitment and following through. Mm -hmm. So when I say to you, I'll check in with you next Wednesday about X, I always check in next Wednesday about X. And I don't remember that up here. I just have a system and I put it on my calendar. And that's how I always remember to follow through with, you know, whatever, not promise, but whatever, you know, commitment,
0: you made a commitment. commitment. And so you want your word to be meaningful, which it totally is. And I mean, it's so it doesn't make it less effective. It actually makes it better
1: because you're gonna do it 10 out of 10 times, especially that I know you. And life uh, happens. So it yeah. just it just helps you. It's one less thing that you need yeah. to catalog up in your mind. Right. When life happens. Exactly. Exactly. Okay,
0: that's really good. Uh so do you have any thoughts of I guess I'm kind of personality wise, pretty much an open book, but you, I know, so weird, (laughs) but (laughs) you're like weird. So, do you have any like best practices, you know, honoring boundaries and autonomy and things like that? If other people at work can see your schedule, because it feels like all of a sudden it's getting like very specific sometimes in your calendar and if everyone in your company can see that is that what are your thoughts on that
1: um great question so I I personally feel it's important to schedule in that time to do the good work so if I know that I have to produce X every Tuesday I see no problem with scheduling that time um, sometimes if I'm working if I have a big project to do, I, I actually was just recently talking to my my manager about this, this idea, someone else had given me this advice about working in chunks and not chips. And so if I'm working on a big project, I am not effective doing 20 minute batches of time. I know that about me. So that's why I may schedule an hour of time or an hour and a half of time. And that way, um, that's protected time, so I can give back in a better way to my organization that I work with. Heck so yeah. I I see, um, I think that that's really important and I think it's important for us as employees to honor the time we've put on the calendar for that. because it's easy to see that on your calendar as like free time because it's not necessarily a meeting that you're participating in. Uh-huh. But it's not free time. it's it's uh-huh. time to get, The product done, or or whatever it might be, and really see it as that, so you can you can focus in. When we switch gears so much, we just become less less productive.
0: So true, and it kind of makes you crazy. At least it makes me crazy. Yeah, you get going because I can get going with things, you know, and so. It it just reminds me of like sprinting in one direction and then having to stop and sprint in another direction. That takes a lot of energy.
1: Have terms. you ever seen the? I don't know if it's a meme or what it is, but it's the multiple tabs. It's like there's multiple tabs open in your brain and music's playing and the <laughs> cat's meowing and this is on fire. And yeah. Sometimes like that's reality. So yeah. And exactly. in Microsoft, they actually. Microsoft, you get this automated daily email, and I don't know if it's an organizational level set or setting that they apply, but it will tell you, you know, book 15 minutes to take a break in your calendar or book focus time. And that's what I like to book focus time. And then I go to my to-do list and I see, okay, what's my like big rocks for the day? What are like my, if I only accomplished one thing today, what would it be? And then that's kind of what I use that focus time for, because it's easy for us to knock off the really easy little tasks, but then we don't really feel fulfilled at the end of the day because the, the big rock or the big frog, if you've ever read the uh, Brian Tracy book is still kind of looming over you.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Okay. So I think this is all helpful info. Um, And it's kind of how things work together. Right. So we have appointments through our calendar. That's one Mm -hmm. way. There are, um, is there any filter that prior to sending an email or replying to an email, do you ever put it through a filter? Like asking yourself question before doing that, like before choosing this mode of,
1: Communication, what do you think on that? So I have kind of a two-part response to that. We, at work, we use, we're a Microsoft company, so we use um, Teams, but whatever instant messenger type channel um, you use, there's that, there's email, and there's two things that I observe and I do. I have some folks that I work with that I find prefer Teams, they'll they'll ask me, can you put together X for me? Here's the resource document. And they'll send it to me through Teams. Now, in the big picture, I would much rather that in my email inbox, because if we have a back and forth four more times after that message, sometimes it will unintentionally get lost. But once I realize that that's the workflow that works best for them, and I'm here to really support them and allow them to be the best that they can... I am now in the habit of when that comes through, I make sure to pause and move that to my to-do list or or move it to whatever space because I can't rely on my brain to remember to, to you know, go back up some messages. Yeah. Um, so in one sense, I see a lot of value in sending replying to emails or sending emails when it's a specific um, when when information is being, requested that requires you to like assemble something like teams is great for a quick response, but teams is also great as a, or instant messenger style tool is great for collaboration. If you and I are working on a project together and we're going back and forth, it's really nice to have that channel and that stream of our communication versus 35 back and forth emails. So you do yeah. kind of have to think that through, but one feature, and I don't think they have this, this yet on Gmail But one feature that I've come to really like- wait wait,
0: I have to stop you for a second. This is so amazing. Do you remember in the last email podcast episode, you said, knock, 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 we really should have unread on text messages. And now they have
1: them in the new update. So I'm basically going to be rich. (laughs) Yep, you're welcome, says Apple. And Teams teams allows you to mark unread also. In teams, okay. you can mark messages on red. And I do, that's basically what I do when I need to, if I can't transfer it to whatever my workflow is for that task. Um, so
0: now magic wand, this new thing that you're going to create by just saying it.
1: So the oh, and last time we met, look, here I am getting excited about email again. Last time we <laughs> met, I said that I love in Microsoft Outlook that you can schedule to send later a message. And no sooner did I say that, I saw the feature pop up in Gmail. So you can now type a message in Gmail and schedule it to send at a later date and time. Awesome. Um, And the opposite happened. Now in Microsoft, you can snooze an email, which was a feature.
0: Okay, let's talk about Outlook a little bit. Because like I said, I've traditionally been an Apple girl. So I'm just learning the Microsoft suite now. Okay, so let's talk limitations and advantages and a little bit of how to. So in Outlook, one thing that I've noticed that, okay, maybe it'll work for me too. Excuse me, Outlook. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's not as searchable as Gmail. Because you can't just put on the top of the whole inbox and it won't search the individual folders. It'll only, what do you think? Is there a
1: solution? There is. So okay, tell me. when you search at the top to yep. the left of your search bar, you can yep. choose all folders. And it will search all of your folders for that information. Like right here? Ah, okay. So I'm seeing your screen right now. And for, I'm going to admit something that I might sound a bit like a dinosaur, but <laughs> I, I don't think I sound like a dinosaur about this. No, I much prefer the Outlook web app these days. Oh, so tell me what, so I just clear in this. the client, the software application on the computer. Okay. Um, and I wonder if Maybe it doesn't index as well there, but I find the web app to be very quick. It gives me access to all my OneDrive and all my Microsoft yeah. 365 applications. Okay. Um, there's actually only one feature now that I I've used that I don't have in the web version that they, I have in the client, and it's a voting tool where you can send in a message out. Let's say you're sending a message to 20 people, and you want them to vote on do you want to meet at this time or this time? Okay. You can actually do a voting tool where they just click one of the two times yeah, and it tallies it for you instead of having everyone reply to the message. That's, um, that's the only thing in the in the client. But with my coworkers, we're yeah. almost split down the middle. Okay. Half of them like the client and half like the oh. web app. I think I moved to the web app when um, we, we were working from home during COVID and It just on my Mac, it didn't work as quickly as it did on my work computer. Okay. Yeah. So I just got in the habit of, of the web app, but I do find that it's very easy to search and that it works well. And you can specify folders or all folders.
0: You can specify
1: attachments.
0: And does it still talk to each other? Like, does it still talk to teams? And your scheduler, because that's like, you can really just go between your appointments, Teams, and your inbox a lot. It all talks to each
1: other still in the web app. It does. Well, I have Teams. I have the Teams app running on my computer. And then in the web app, I really am using that for my to-do list, my calendar, my inbox, and then one drive for all of my files. Okay, great. Give it a try.
0: Yeah, cool. So yeah, just one thing, and this is universal. It just looks different on different things. So troubleshooting. Remember in our little personal training uh, session, you were commenting how I star things.
1: Yes. And then Don't tell me you you pin because pinning is a feature in the Outlook web app and some people pin everything.
0: No, I do not pin. Luckily, I don't know about that. I don't want to know about it, but I haven't flagging. So flagging and starring. Okay. Too much. So what are your thoughts when? So the idea what is going through my uh, thick skull is the fact that I'm like, okay, I need to do something on this before I folder it. But then just like you said, sometimes life happens and then you get to be too many things. So I'm, I think I'm answering my own question from a work standpoint, rather than flagging it, I should put it in my to-do list straight away or put it on as appointment, depending on the level. And then I should folder it Now that I know what kind of emails I get.
1: I'm going to take it up one more step for you. Okay, please do. That may actually simplify things for you. If you, if flagging works for you. Okay. When you flag an email, if you then use the to-do app that the Microsoft to-do app, one of the features is your flagged emails. So you can create individual lists, but you can also click on flagged emails and it pulls all of the emails that you've flagged in your inbox onto this list for you.
0: Okay. Interesting. Okay, cool. And then well, automate, automation for me.
1: You can, I don't know if you just heard that little sound, but when you check it off the to-do list, it gives you a little ding and it's very satisfying to hear that. that ding. That is satisfying. Okay. But I we... We should connect offline um, yeah. about some settings in your email just to make the view easier. Like every time I, when I, when I came to this new workplace, the first thing I do is change the view, the display settings of my email inbox. Like there's some things that it's yeah. personal preference, but it just it helps me sort through things better. Really,
0: yeah, totally. Yeah, I found myself doing a workaround to embed a picture, like a banner, because it's not intuitive to me. And I, you know, kept on doing this workaround. I'm like, whoa, 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 I need to stop and like figure this out how to do it. So in the web
1: app, it's easier.
0: <laughs> okay, good. Maybe. I, so, okay, good. One more point for the web app. One other
1: pro tip, and I and I hope that we haven't, I hope this is useful to to listeners and that we haven't totally overwhelmed anyone, but <laughs> um, another pro tip with emails and appointments that I found in Outlook is, let's say you are going back and forth with someone and then you decide, so you may have had three or four back, back and forth email messages, and then you're going to schedule a meeting. A feature that I love is instead of clicking reply on a message, you can, there's other reply options to reply by meeting. And what that does when you reply by meeting is it opens up a calendar invite. It automatically invites the other person. Mm -hmm. The calendar invite uh, title is the email subject line title, but you can customize it. You set your date and time and all of that. But what I love about that is that it then has your whole email thread. So when we go and meet in three days about this data snapshot that I put in the email, now I don't need to go back and find that email. I can just open up the calendar invite and all of that is in the description of the calendar invite.
0: Yes, I love that so much. Okay, yeah. We're definitely going to be, so I think I can make some serious progress. One more tip, because I need to get over the hump of getting a buildup. If we've done the uh, unsubscribing, if we are being cognizant of not having our inbox page to-do list, and we still find ourselves getting, when something happens out of the ordinary, um, or just like not scheduling the time to do email as much as want. Hello, no, that's awesome. Uh, what a build up? Any other pro tips or just thoughts on that?
1: I would say, um, think about small habits. So maybe on a, there's a lot of people that will take Sunday evening to kind of reset for a new week and look at their week ahead and plan. Maybe, as part of that, take 20, 30 minutes, 10 minutes. I mean, really, you can start with 10 minutes and schedule your or look look through your inbox, clean it out. So this doesn't have to be a daily task, but it can just be something that you get in the habit of starting to do weekly, perhaps.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To just kind of go to the bottom all of a sudden if you had a buildup. Because I did do that and I liked with this new email that there wasn't too much of a buildup. So if I started at the bottom, I could get some progress
1: on going through it. I like that. That's good. Yeah. And when you do that, I actually just had a friend ask about that. Different people have access to different tools, but if you do have access to a computer, I do find when you have, when you want to do a mass delete or a quick review, I do prefer a web browser because you can select all, I'll select all the messages on the screen, uncheck the two or three that I want to keep Mm -hmm. and then just hit delete on the rest. So that whole bulk process, I do find to be easier at least for me on a computer. If you have. Oh, definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, totally. Okay. So some takeaways that even from this conversation is a reminder that our brain does better if we have focus time. And then even within people, between people like, you know, fast twitch and slow twitch muscles, right? We have both of them. We all have both of them, but I know I, if given the choice, I love to sprint. I like transformation. I like, you know, actually seeing a difference made in one setting. So Working uh in chunks, not chips. I like that phraseology. That's fun. What are some what is like one thing that you want everyone to hear as we leave?
1: What do you think? I think my one thing would be, well, this shouldn't be this hard. Gosh, why is <laughs> it hard for me? I it's really only only invest the time in this if if this is truly something that you feel will make a difference for you. So if if you feel that you're perfectly um, effective and content and you feel good about your day to day workflow, then keep doing you. But if there are um, pain points for you or things that you feel like you want to improve, just pick one, start with that one, and then and then move on from that because we're. it is a process that you refine over time. And if you don't care so much about it, you're not going to enjoy doing it just like anything else.
0: Yeah. If it feels more like a should, then not for now. Yeah. This is here for a resource. You can come back to it. That's beautiful thing about podcasts is really easy
1: to search for podcasts. Just saying, for example, I'll give you, I'll leave with this example, because this is something I need help with. I'm organized in almost every facet of my life, except my camera roll on my phone. Mm. And I've heard about this daily cleanup process that's suggested that at the end of each day, you just kind of delete the junk from the day and keep what's good. And Clearly it isn't something that I'm committed to because I've yeah. thought so many times that I'm going to do it. And here we are months and months later, I haven't. So, and, and it's okay. Cause that's just and not okay. me. Yeah. and you're not committed to it right now. And if
0: there is a time now, you know, some different strategies and trust yourself that if you want to do it, then do it then. Yeah. So that's, that was my heart, what my heart was saying. And I loved what you said is this, Cynthia, you're doing better than you think you are. I'm doing better than I think I am. Our listeners, you're doing better than you think you are. Just like, keep on show up, show up and be present. And when we fall down, no problem.
1: Focus on what matters to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, so fun. You know all this means is I'm going to need accountability check-in with you. So <laughs> I'll be looking forward to that. All right. You rock, girl. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah. You did it. This has been another episode of the Making Changes You Love to Live with podcast. I think you know already that I love, love, love helping people just like you. Become stronger, brighter, bolder versions of yourself. I see something in you that maybe you don't even see yet. Okay? So I just want you to like soak that in and receive it. Be like, yes, yes, she's talking to me. I can't wait to warm up with you with a little fitness-inspired warm-up on Friday to get your blood pumping and do a victory lap on your week. Let's finish with this amazing song by Kaylee Joy. And the intro song is her amazing work as well. So, woo woo, let's do this thing. I love the sentiment of this song and I hope you enjoy it too. Again, thank you for being here. You listening, you sharing your story, being a part of this community, sharing episodes with friends, sharing this podcast with friends. It just makes a world of difference and allows this to happen. So, get it, get it, have a great day and enjoy the song.
1: I woke up and the new beginning
0: I looked for was today. Ja, wo-